When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning and welcome to the Punters Made on this Friday, the 15th of July, 2022. As I say, a big good morning to my co-host, Sam Hyland. Sam, how have you been this week? What's news with you? Chris, oh, we've had a busy weekend on uh, SEN Track. So, yeah, You've been very been, busy. It's been uh, good fun and, uh, and winners, so we've had a bit of luck, which is good. It's always a help, isn't it? Remember? It, it is. It's, uh, well, it keeps, keeps the listeners going, doesn't it? And well, that's keeps... right. If you don't get any winners, they won't be tuning in, That's Sam. right. That is right. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Uh, the Tab Queensland Winter Greyhound Racing Carnival is here. If you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Any issues there, call 1-800-858-858. Let's look back at some uh, highlights over the last uh, seven days or so, Sam. Now, my highlights, Master Jamie winning the Rockhampton Cup. He's an old war horse, isn't he? Amazing horse. Uh, fantastic horse, uh, and well done to, to, to Les Tilly. Les Bubba yeah. Tilly. Don't be silly. Back Bubba Tilly. Uh, I tell you what, he gave that horse a, a, a really nice ride. And, you know, he had, a, he had a big lump of weight. He's just a warrior. He's, he dead set. He's, uh, he's a freak, that horse. And, you know, once Les pushed the button on him, he pinned the ears back and really rounded the race off. And, uh, gee, it was a good win. Well, I mean, he had some uh, some challenges for some big stables. Chris Wallace sent uh, horses up there. Yeah. And they couldn't knock over the local. Uh, Master Jamie, he was too good. And he carried 65, of course, to start prior to win uh, at Rocky. And, and there he was carrying 59 on uh, on Saturday. So he's the top of my top three highlights. I'll go to Michael Carl, who resumed riding off a long, long, long injury break at uh, Doombin last Saturday. And he won the last race on Wham for Lindsay Hatch who we know well through the uh, the Darling Download show, Sam. And, and look, it was a tight finish. Four of them hit the line uh, together. There was a controversial ride in there, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, Michael Carl, he's back bigger and better than ever. Yeah, he's, uh, well, he's one of the oldest statesmen in the in the jockey's room, isn't he, Michael Carl? But uh, still at the top of his game and even uh, obviously had his... Uh, injuries uh, recently and, and and a good while off, as you say. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, – I'm sure uh, as soon as he walked back into the jockey's room there, it uh, it was just business as usual and bang, he, he bangs out a winner, That's which is no surprise. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see uh, Michael Carl riding winners here in Brisbane for a good while yet. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. He's been riding them for a long time, and he'll continue to ride them for a long time. Uh, Jasmine Cornish comes in at number three this week. Now, my computer's just done a uh, a number on me here, so I, I haven't got the name of the horse. It's Lemon something or other. Won the Bow Desert Cup last Saturday. I keep thinking Lemon Duchess, but I don't think it is. Jasmine rode this one. Now, this is a good one for you, Sam. Yeah. Bow Desert 
Oh, hang on. A wet track as such, Bow Desert, was a heavy 10 last week. It was probably worse than a heavy 10. Now, clearly, you didn't want to be anywhere near the fence. And I'm talking not just about in the straight. I'm talking about the entire way around. You could see the jockeys getting off the fence. Now, natural instinct for a jockey, I would think, is to somehow get near the fence. How hard is it to sit three and four wide an entire race? Now, this is Bow Desert. So they went around once and a little bit more. They started in the home straight. Yeah. To stay off the fence for that whole circumference and sit three or four wide. Surely you're starting to think, oh, really, I'm slaughtering this horse. Uh, yeah, and uh, it is Lemon Duchess, uh, yep. that horse. So, uh, yeah, that, and, and uh, but I tell you what, it's, um, I mean, that's that's the key to wet tracks and especially uh, it's it's interesting. There's a fine line, I always say, uh, Damien Oliver is an absolute master at it. When, when getting away from the fence, the important thing is you don't uh, – lose too much ground on the turns and then come out to the best ground in the straight. But as in this case, uh, as you say, it was obviously favoured uh, away from the fence yeah. uh, around the whole track. And and uh, it's uh, I can wind the clock back. I, I remember um, happened some time ago. I'm going to say the horse's name was Laird's Ace. Uh, Fabian Valala rode it for my brother Chris at sale one day, 1,200-metre race. And Chris said to me before I was riding in the race and Chris said to me, I'm going to go around the outside fence in this. And I said, what? I said, you imbecile. And he said, I'm telling you, it is that much better on the outside fence. And and I said, where are we? And dead set from the 1200 meter mark, they went straight out to the outside fence and Fab rode it to instructions. And sure enough, it came sailing home to win. And uh, yeah, I think I, I was in the middle of the track and then, uh, watch Laird's Ace spin down the outside and win on the outside fence. So that for the whole twelve hundred, he went round the outside fence yep. and uh, and won the race. And yeah, I tell you what, you don't see it happen. Uh, you don't. Yeah, you don't see it happen uh, very often. I, I could tell you probably once or twice in in my time in horse racing, and um, but that was one day that I that I remember uh, clearly. But. Uh, as I say, Damien Oliver, you see him time and time again in Victoria. He'll he'll save ground on the turn, and then he'll come out uh, to the best ground in the straight, and it, it wins him so many races. Well, there you go. That's my final vote was Jasmine Cornish. I thought that was an amazing effort to stick at it. There was obviously a plan, and she stuck at it all the way, and she got the money. So well done to Jasmine. Uh, any highlights from you, Sammy, other than your tipping performance all week? It's been outstanding. Uh, well, had a bit of luck. Uh, yesterday, I got a bit of a buzz yesterday, Chris. I, I tipped Tabard uh, at at uh, Ipswich. And, uh, what did know, that pay? Uh, $48. Oh. So I'm sure Cam Luke uh, nearly fell off the chair when, when I, I said, this can win today. And... Uh, uh, it just needs a bit of luck from from the gate, and uh, yeah, Emma McPherson let let the speed go, and then uh, came with a, a beautiful run down the outside and came out on top. Uh, so yeah, I uh, that's an I walked, uh, I drove home yesterday with my chest out. So <laughs> it's uh, you know, there's there's plenty of times, plenty of times when we're we're disappointed after a day of tipping, isn't there? But uh, when you get those ones up, they uh, it gives you a bit of a buzz. It does, and I see at Ipswich yesterday there was quite a few long priced winners. So you did well to land one of those. <laughs> yeah. but a tough day for the it, punters. It was a tough day, and it can be like that Ipswich, can't yeah, it? it can. um, uh, we're actu- actually going to talk to Jimmy Byrne, aren't we, today yep. um, and uh, this morning. And Jimmy Byrne is one jockey that rides that track uh, so well. He could ride it with his eyes closed and 
I'm going to say, um, yeah, he's one of those jockeys that has so much luck around Ipswich. He just he just has a real knack at, at that track. He does. We will be chatting to Jimmy Byrne after nine. But first of all, we're going to have a chat to uh, Jimmy Orman. We're going to do that right after this break. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate, with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland on this Friday morning. Now, our first special guest this morning is, of course, our premiership-leading jockey in uh, Jimmy Orman, who just keeps racking up riding winners, Sammy. He was doing that on uh, Wednesday at Doombin, and we've got him online this morning. Good morning to you, G. Morning, Chris. Morning, Sam. Thanks for having me on. Ah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Now, first thing I need to ask you is, billionaire baby on uh, on Wednesday at Doombin. Gee, there wasn't much room to sneak through there. You had to ride a very patient race, very brave. Yeah, I'm not sure. I wasn't that patient. I had to, I wanted to get going, but there was, <laughs> was nowhere to go. But, um, yeah, just lucky I had the horse underneath me to sort of take that tight run and really just shot the gap pretty quick once. There was a bit of room there, and um, yeah, really nice horse. And that makes Jim. That makes the 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 win look even better, doesn't it? The fact that, uh, as you say, you you were there itching for 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 a run, and then went to go, and then sort of had to stop him in his tracks, and then switch, and and then pick up and quicken. And not not a lot of horses can do that. No, they can't do that. It, like as you know, Sam. Yeah, just sort of. I was the leader rolled off the fence a bit and I went to sort of go to the fence and then it come back. So I went and come in and it just sort of, it wobbled around a little bit in front of me. No fault of judgment. I think it was just sort of weakening at the time. And um, I was sort of presented minor runs and I sort of didn't know which side I was going to go and I ended up opening up for me a little bit out wider, which was good. And then, um, you know yourself, once you got one that's, sort of bolting they can take those tight runs because they just get in there that quick sort of thing you know so you only get in trouble when you're, you're on one that's not going good enough to be in a run like that and sort more, of thing, hey. more more merit to the performance the fact that he carried uh, 57 kilos i mean it's got to be harder i haven't ridden like as you two obviously have but it's got to be harder for a horse to pick up under the bigger weight pick up and sprint other than carrying like 52 or 54 yeah well that's it um for sure but I think, you know, coming off that last start on the sat in Saturday grade, yep. I think they were the team were expecting a um a dominant performance and and um I think um Rob's looking at one more run and then maybe just giving a, giving him him a spell. Um but I suggested maybe even like the way he settled maybe even fourteen hundred, you know, he'll be even more electric. Jimmy, uh, there, it's been a fantastic year, uh, fantastic season for you. Can you highlight or give us a couple of highlights throughout the year that, uh, you know, obviously um, uh, you've been working so hard and, and just, uh, yeah, churning out the winners. You're, you're 72 and a half. Well, overall, on the, in the overall premiership, you're just uh, well clear. And then uh, the Metropolitan Premiership, 70 sitting on 72 and a half with Jimmy Byrne on 65 and a half. So it's been some, some season. Yeah, it's been a great season. Um, yeah, sort of, I've definitely improved off um, last, uh, last season and I've had a few hiccups this season as well with a broken hand and that as well. So it's been, that's made it even better, but um, yeah, it's um, a few highlights for the season. Probably, I'd have to say maybe Prince of Boom would be a, a highlight, winning a 
Group 3 in a listed race on him. Um, I think I won three or four in a row on him. That'd be a highlight. I think also um, that was the duel. One of those races was the cutest duel. And also probably winning for Godolphin on character in the Guineas. That was a huge thrill. And um, more recently winning the Cloundra Guineas on um, Majestic Colour on a heavy track. The way that horse sprinted on a heavy track was just, um, you know, felt like a good horse underneath me that day. So, I don't know. It could be exciting times ahead for Majestic Colour. So, um, really like that horse's win. And um, other highlights of the season, maybe just, I don't know, probably... Just riding for Chris Waller is just uh, probably a, a highlight for me. Just riding his horses that are all very hard to beat, and um, they always turn up and they're, they're hard to beat. So yeah, riding for Waller, and um, yeah, I think that I could say they were the main main highlights of my um, season so far. And and surviving uh, that spot with Cali Schweder, you know, riding the bulk of his horses because he can be such a hard man to ride for. <laughs> Everyone says that, but I've <laughs> I've always um, had it. You know, we've he sort of just says, "You know what you're doing, mate," sort of thing. Or if if he knows he's got one ridden a specific way, and then we we do that. But um, yeah, he's Kelly's been my number one supporter since um, the first time. Like like he was my he gave me my first ever Saturday Metropolitan winner, and um, I'll sort of be, forever be um, grateful for his support and. I'll always sort of, for as long as he wants me riding for him, I'll always ride for him, you know. So, great trainer. And, um, yeah, I've got to say, uh, you know, Kelly's been a massive part of it for sure. I'm only taking the mickey uh, out of Kelly there. But, uh, you know, as you say, you, you, he's, um, you know, he's uh, such a great trainer and, and obviously so much knowledge. He, he's been at the top of his game for a long time, Kelly Schweder. And, and he, you know, he's... Uh, I would say a really wise man to be riding for because even uh, you learn so much for, from him just with just day to day in his training well, of funny. horses and his horsemanship knowledge. Funny, yeah, funny you say that, Sammy, because I actually went to the track this morning and rode a couple babies, and um, um, he said to me and Bo, grab the grab the uh, gag and the um, rasp. We do this one's teeth. And I was like, right, oh, we go get that. So he's in the box, filing away at this horse's teeth. I was just interested. I was like, so what do you? He showed me, you know. And I was like, what's going on here? And he said, feel, you know, put your hand up here and feel the teeth and that. And so that just goes to say, I don't know how many trainers would know no. how to how to um, do their horse's teeth, you know. So it's um, yeah, it just sort of shows that the knowledge that he's got that way. And yeah, like I. You could have, I could have left, but I was sort of intrigued about it too to find out sort of what goes on there, and yeah, he that, sort of explained to me. That means next sure. time he'll have you following the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's it's not good. my go. And Jimmy, it's good. It's good to know that he's thrifty, isn't he? He doesn't have. He doesn't have to pay a dentist. He can yeah, do it himself. He'll still be on the owner's bill. <laughs> Stuff, yeah, I hope, you, I hope he's telling the truth and he does know what he's doing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, now you've got a good book of rides, of course, at uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow, Jimmy. Just a couple uh, picked out here. Uh, you're riding Callus or Callus for uh, Chris Waller. You mentioned earlier in uh, race number four, doesn't look a strong race and probably looks an ideal race for this horse to win. Yeah, um, one one on on him last start. He um, 
he only does what he has to do, but it was a good win. Um, got beaten nose to fast talking before that, who won a Saturday race after that. So, Tarlis probably, yeah, looks like you said, very winnable race. Um, probably one of my better rides for the day. Now, you're also riding spiritualised for Tony Gollan in race number five, uh, the two-year-old handicap 1,200 metres. An interesting race because Tony's got a very strong hand uh, with spiritualised and with Honey Pot. Now, tell us straight up, did you have a choice of the rides there or was Jimmy Byrne always riding Honey Pot? Uh, I'd say Jimmy would have been on Honey Pot all the time um, because, um, well, I think he was booked for it a couple of weeks ago, yep. but... Yep. Um, if I had the choice, I, I think I probably would have picked Spiritualized anyway. I remember doing it jump out um, before it raced at um, the Sunshine Coast and won. I thought this will, you know, wherever this goes, it'll be very hard to beat. And it came out and won well. Um, and you know that it looks a very winnable race again for it, sort of thing. You know, I know it's a bit harder, but it's a nice horse. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, he won. It'll, it'll be very hard. As you mentioned, he won well at the Sunshine Coast and looked. Honeypot does come back in trip from 1,400 back to 1,200 metres. So it should be a good clash uh, between those two. But, uh, yeah, I, I certainly think one of them will win. Hopefully for yours or your case, it's uh, it's spiritualised. Now, just go to the last race. You're riding Kalishnikov for uh, for Lee Friedman. Now, this is a horse that uh, has been off the scene for some time. One run back from a break. Just looked like in need of the run. Should take good improvement this time around. Yeah, it was a soft track there at Ipswich that day and I thought it was a pass mark because we got back a long way and, like you said, it's been off the scene for over a year um, and it's a black opal winner. So, like, that's good enough form to sort of uh, be competitive in this sort of a race. I think um, Burning Bell's obviously the one to beat, but it's drawn 16 alleys, so that makes things hard. Um, yeah, it's... It's a it's a winnable race, that's for sure. Ours is um, at a little bit of odds, but I think it's going to take huge improvement from its first up performance. And, yeah, I think it will run well. Jimmy, thanks for joining us this morning. As I said, you're well in front in the Premiership. You've only got a couple more weeks to go, and uh, no doubt we will talk to you early next month where we can congratulate you on the Premiership win. So good luck tomorrow, good luck going forward, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks to Jimmy Orman uh, joining us there. Don't forget the Tab Queensland Winter Greyhound Racing Carnival is here. If you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Any issues there, call 1800 858 858. We'll go for a break and we'll be back with more very shortly. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters Mate on this Friday morning, the 15th of July. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland. Now, Sammy, just before we go and chat to Jimmy Byrne, uh, some highlights or some features at the Albion Park Harness Racing, a track that may be being moved very shortly if you yeah, read today's I hear, paper. There's I hear uh, that. an announcement to be made this morning. You might find it in a different spot before we get to 2032, which seems like a long way away. The Group 1, the Golden Girl for the Phillies and Mares, over 1660, 104000 in prize money. The Group 1 Sunshine Sprint, which, of course, is open to all, 1660 metres for 152500 and the Group 1 APG Sales Graduates Final, two-year-olds only, of course, 1660 metres for $156,000. So some some big racing at Albion Park uh, tomorrow night as the Winter Carnival rolls on. Now, after the break, as mentioned, we're going to have a chat to uh, Jimmy Byrne, who 
Still might think he's a chance to catch Jimmy Orman. Never say never with Jimmy Byrne, I would say, would be the attitude. We'll certainly ask him that question when we come back from the break. So looking forward to having a chat to Jimmy Byrne right after this break. Is the punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning and welcome to the punters, mates, on this Friday morning, the 15th of July, 2022. If you are just joining us, you're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. Morning, Sam. Hello, Chris. Now, we're going to have a chat to Jimmy Byrne very shortly, but before we get Jimmy online, Sammy, just a couple of news items during the week now. Speaking of jockeys, it's been a big week of suspensions, hasn't it? We we spoke to Jaden Lloyd last Friday on the show, and he was just about to go off for two two months. Uh, he clocked up a lot of suspensions and was going to take them all at once. Well, he got another five weeks to add to that after uh, not quite riding out Ocean Treaty in the last race at Doombin last Saturday. It's a big fail, isn't it? Uh, you, you know, you must ride them out to the line, and... Uh it was, uh, in fear of talking about myself, it was not something that ever happened to me because I used to get in trouble for bashing them uh, too much. Can't and, win, can you? And, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, uh, I, I remember I got Mark Hill. He was a rotten egg of a steward, I tell you, and he, uh, he got me at Cranbourne one day for hitting one after the line. Uh, so I just went overboard there. And uh, and that's a touchy subject at the moment, obviously, with the new whip rules in England? coming out uh, over in England. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I the whole disqualification side of things, I, um, you know, I think it's, yeah, if you're going to bring a rule in like that, then, uh, you know, I can see over there that the fines for jockeys are, um, it's, you know, it's not effective because the rich just, you know, that they can afford to do it. Yep. And, and uh, you know they probably take the Mickey, will uh, take the Mickey a bit with the rule as far as uh, going overboard. Whereas now, um, if you go more than four over, um, uh, you're going to get disqualified. So that'll really change, change the landscape. Uh, Doesn't matter there. how rich you are, then, does it? No, that's it. Well, it, uh, they, they won't uh, they won't do it too many times, and they'll start realizing. Well, they'll start realizing that they have to um, curb their ways and and, and not do it, not go overboard. A couple of other suspensions. I won't go through these now because we've got Jimmy waiting online. But uh, Aidan Thompson was suspended. Then he had his suspension rescinded. And uh, Kyle Wilson-Taylor was outed for, I think it was four weeks after an indiscretion as well. So we might talk about that later on in the show. But at the moment, we've got uh, Jimmy Byrne waiting online. Jimmy, good morning to you. Morning, boys. How's things? Very well. And yourself? Good. I'm cold. I'm very cold. <laughs> Not the only one. We've all been cold this day. Uh, it's just been an exceptionally cold winter so far, hasn't it? Yeah, look, I mean, like we've been lucky up here in Queensland. We don't really get these icy cold winters, but uh, I don't know. The last couple of years, it hasn't really been this sort of hard cold snap. And um, I think uh, this year has kind of taken a fair few of us by uh, by uh, by surprise, I should say. There's no doubt, Jimmy, that uh, it makes it harder to get out of bed, doesn't it? When uh, when you've got to turn up at the track at four o'clock to 
to do four or five and and uh, and you walk outside and go, geez, I've got to go and put a jumper on now and then put your, your vest and your jacket on and uh, and then the gloves on. And, yeah, it's, it's gee, it's, it, as you say, it's been icy. Yeah, look, I've I, I got to say, I, I don't feel the cold too much of a morning because I, I tend to try and heat up as much as I possibly can before I go to the track. But... Um, Sure enough, as soon as you walk out your front door, <laughs> that's when it is. <laughs> yeah, you need someone out there in your car putting uh, your heater on before you get out into the car. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Sammy and I, are Mexicans, we didn't sign up for this, did we, Sammy? Well, it's I must say I still put the shorts on. Uh, yeah, me I, too. I, I still wear shorts, but uh, and the, I've just the last couple of weeks, some people say to me, uh, "What have you got shorts on for?" I know we go to Norths on Friday nights, and uh, the kids. You know, mess around and they they get the food trucks and you know and yeah, a couple of, and it obviously gets cold at night. And a couple of people said, "Why are you still wearing shorts?" I'm like, "I'm from Melbourne, so it's yeah, and if, it's it doesn't hurt me as much." And even if you are Steve, like, oh my God, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> now we anyway. were, we were talking earlier, Jimmy, about uh, riding at Ipswich, and Sammy was saying that. Uh, that one, there's not been no better exponent of riding and getting winners home at Ipswich uh, than yourself over the years. What is it about Ipswich that makes it uh, that way? Yeah, look, it's uh, uh, Ipswich is a sort of track that's, I I believe, I mean, like a, a lot of people have this um, thought that uh, you don't really, I mean, like you cuddle them up until you get to the straight and then you let them down. But Ipswich is a sort of sort of track that you don't really do that too often. And uh, I think it's, a, you know, you get down to that, that back straight. And what, what I mean by that is, uh, on the circle, you got a fairly straight run from the 700. Uh, whilst it is, whilst you are turning, um, I just I've always believed that you can allow your horse to stride forward at, at that position and um, basically not so much put it into the race, but just be un, uninterrupted into the straight. Um, and 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 you can tend to cap, you know, catch those horses that are cuddled up, uh, napping sort of thing and. Um, just to, just give yourself a nice, good, clean run into the straight. Sometimes they can shoot you off around that turn, uh, that final turn, and you only got a furlong and a half to go by the time you hit the straight. And uh, sometimes it it just makes it a little bit difficult to make ground. And and obviously, uh, uh, you know, it's a sort of track that uh, those when when the rails back in the true, um, you got those that uh, a couple of sections that can be a little bit uh, testing, that is uh, the half mile and the 400. Um, so you tend to like to get your horses striding nice and clean. So look, it's uh, I, I don't know, some people have those infinities with track and tracks and that's a track that I've always, uh, always just understood, I think. And I think um, I know for as, as punters, um, you know, you, you give, uh, some punters give jockeys extra points for, you know, on a track like like Ipswich, and uh, as in your case, like I've highlighted this morning, that you know, like Jimmy Byrne on this at Ipswich, uh, it's no problems, you know. And I think for the jockey going to the races, when when you have a track like that that you have a real knack with, it's uh, you know, it, it always I, I would imagine for a jockey like for a jockey like yourself, you walk in and go, oh, yep, you know, this is you, you're more than comfortable riding around there. And and when you look at the circumference of Ipswich, you think to yourself, uh, gee, it's not it's not a great track. But you know, when you have a knack with a track, it's um, it makes the job easy, doesn't it, Chip? It does. It it it, it 
it is uh, the situation where you go in there and you understand uh, the way a race may pan out, um, and then you try and uh, work your work your your ride around around the way you believe the race will pan out, and and obviously, as I said before, you 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 tend to try and make sure that you put yourself in the best position by the time you get to the 700, where um, the race really starts to heat up a little bit and um, put yourself in a winning position by the time you get to the straight. And look, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you get shot out around that turn, and unfortunately, if you if you're not really and and that tends to that tends to happen when you when when the when the tank's nearly on empty, uh, where they're able to shove you out around that around that final turn. Um, but if you're travelling into it, it's very rare that they can actually push you around too much. And 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 you know yourself, Sam, uh, while you got your horse underneath you, you're always uh, in a far better position rather than uh, tank on empty. Now, Jim, uh, just one more question for me, and I I think um, it's been very interesting. I've Followed with interest, this uh, stewards taking this path of uh, disqualifying jockeys for improper riding, and like it's yep. it's almost like a, you know a bit of a fad thing in the stewards' room in, in the last couple of uh, weeks or months, and um, you know rightly so. Aidan Thompson uh, got off that. Uh, well done to Will Holbrook, represented uh, Aidan, his boss, and uh, it looked. You know, I think, um, gee, it's, you know, where's this, how's this come about? Like, I mean, I, I, I really think, Jim, they've got it wrong with this this uh, improper riding charge. Yeah, look, uh, Aidan Thompson's, um, I, I actually, uh, I didn't actually see the, see the full footage. And when I, when I heard that he got a uh, improper riding charge, I, uh, immediately went and had a look at it, and I was extremely surprised. Um, uh, first, first thing I when when Aiden come and spoke to me about it, uh, I didn't think that they were going to be able to um, sustain the charge. It, it, it wasn't improper riding at all. Um, he basically look. He he was able to move off the fence before uh, any contact was made. And yes, I mean like he 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 did make a a quick movement. To the outside of the horse's heels that he was following, but again, he wasn't to know that Brody Lloyd was back in behind Teague and, and to the outside. Um, and and sometimes, you know, you, certain things you say in the room uh, without thinking um, can can lead stewards down that path. And uh, if you if you uh, said that yes, you 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 intended on directing your horse into that path, um, you know, that can have detrimental uh, consequences to you later on down. I mean, like when they go to charge you. So, um, you know, it, it it is a little bit. Uh, again, that that charge there, there was no way that they were going to be able to sustain that charge. Um, and again, I, I I don't rightly know why that charge was was put to him. Um, but look, you know, uh, obviously it was the right outcome in the end. All right, tomorrow at Eagle Farm, Jim, you've got a good book of rides. A couple that really interest me. I'm going to the last race because I've made this my best of the day, Burning Bell. I know she's got a wide gate. I hope they don't scratch because I think uh, she'll still be too strong for them. Yeah, look, she was unlucky last start. and mm. um, You have a look at her coming into the straight. She just had no real good, clean running. Um, nice horse, a very, very nice horse. And, um, you know, we've got a bit of a, a, a bad gate to overcome from that six furlong mark at... Uh, at the farm, but 
Uh, one thing about Eagle Farm is horses, uh, as long as you're getting a nice run into the straight um, and a good uh, cosy run in early, you, you're able to finish off. And um, the horse is definitely a progressive type. And uh, again, as I said, if you have a look at uh, its last run, uh, if it had any sort of luck, it definitely runs a place. So, um, yeah, I think it uh, is definitely one of my better rides on the card. Good to hear. Now, race eight uh, is a class three plate. You're on glitter strip for Tony Gollan. Uh, another with a wide gate. Uh, we know she gets back, and there doesn't look to be a, a lot of speed in this race. She's the best, I'd say, the best horse in the race, and she probably brings in the best form lines. But what what on earth can you do from back there in a, in a race that's likely to be slowly run? Just hope for the best. Well, yeah, look, the the horse seems to, to, to always drift back. Um, so it's uh, these barriers sometimes aren't that detrimental to the horse's chances. Uh, it would be great to draw one, two, or three to... <laughs> To be able to hold your hold your position somewhat in a field, uh, but it does appear like they're going to run along a little bit. And um, you know, this horse here, you know, has been been racing so good. Uh, the horse's last run at the Sunshine Coast it was uh, a very testing track, and um, the horse made up great ground. These tracks are just so tight at the moment, and fortunately, we're at Eagle Farm where um, this cold weather and the water, the rain that's been around, it doesn't seem to affect this track as bad as. Uh, the rest of these tracks that this horse has been racing on, Ipswich uh, Cup Day, um, it was a very testing track. And again, at the Sunshine Coast, it was a, it was a very testing track. So, um, you know, and this horse here made good ground on, on both occasions. So uh, it's definitely knocking on the door. Um, if, if I'm able to get that nice clean run on the horse, uh, it'll, it'll be right there. Just quickly, a couple of others. C. Marie, I thought was a good run last week in the Pam O'Neill. You had to go back, and look, she didn't jump all that well. She had a wide gate, so that was right out of character for her and out of her racing pattern. She can go forward tomorrow, and there doesn't look to be a lot of opposition. Yeah, look, uh, unfortunately, uh, she has a tendency to just be a little bit slow away as well. Um, we tested a tongue tie on her the other week, and uh, she was she was uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically slow slow out uh where she's always that little bit slow away um she was really slow out and her run at Ipswich um she was she was a bit slow away and uh I pressed forward with her and and just had to do far too much work with her and you've seen she she really hit the hit the uh front at the 100 and the last you know 50 odd meters uh she uh it it, it was really telling on her and the other day well I just cut up underneath them and um you know we we just went back and just i tried to ride her uh and pick up those extra couple of um placings early on uh just to put myself in a better position but unfortunately uh the track was just too testing for her and i I had to cut the corner and i was back too far to, to to be able to win to go around them so um I just cut the corner, and unfortunately, I was going through the worst section of the track. But it was a great run, mm. uh, and she's in she's in great form. The horse, while she hasn't been winning, uh, the horse has been running sensational races, and you know, getting back on Eagle Farm, I think, will really suit her as well. Jimmy, thanks for joining us this morning. You've got a good book, as I mentioned, tomorrow at Eagle Farm. I can see you hopefully riding three or four winners. I hope that's the case. Thanks for your time this so morning. Do I. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you win, I win. So I'm all for it. Have a great day tomorrow, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. It's always a pleasure, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Jim Byrne joining us uh, this morning. Sammy, uh, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll be joined by uh, Scott Cross from CrossBet. We'll get a betting wrap on some of the uh, sports going on over the weekend. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN.
Welcome back to the Punters Mate on this Friday morning. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland. Now, the Tab Queensland Winter Greyhound Racing Carnival at Albion Park is the place to chase. If you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Any issues there, call 1800 858 858. Now, as promised before the break, we're going to catch up with Scott Cross from Crossbet and get some market odds for all the sports going around over the weekend. Good morning to you, Scott. Good morning to you, too. How are we this morning? Mate, I'm very good, and it's, uh, it's nice to have a nice sunny Friday morning for once. <laughs> a little cool. I can see here the temperature's about 15 and a half, but uh, it's I'd rather the up. cool than the rain. Yes. Exactly. So would all of us, that's for sure. Now, we've got some pretty big sporting events going on over the weekend. We'll kick it off. None bigger than the Wallabies and England at 7.55 tomorrow night at the SCG. Absolutely. Look, I'm, I'm absolutely super excited about this game, as you could imagine. Look, the Wallabies are favoured at $1.68. England are $2.20. Look, the Wallabies have made some changes after the last game. It's it's one apiece. Uh, Vulivasu comes into the Wallabies team. That's, uh, it's his first uh, game for the Wallabies after changing codes. Uh, Harry Wilson, another Queensland Reds player, is back in the team. Now, what I saw in the second game, it, it, it kills me to say this, but I think... I'm actually going to take England uh, at the plus line, plus mm. three fifty. England are two dollar twenty. I think they are just, they just seem to be the better team. They, they dominate us in the forwards, and we all know how much I love my rugby. It kills me. I actually think England at two twenty is great value. But if you get it wrong, you won't really mind. Absolutely not. <laughs> the Cowboys and the Sharks, six p.m. tonight in Townsville. Yeah, flip of the coin this one. Uh, both sides have their origin players out, uh, so it's uh, it's pretty hard to pick. The Cowboys are favourite. They're at home at dollar eighty five. The Sharks are at dollar ninety five. Look, yeah, there's one and a half is the line. I think for nothing more than tipping the Cowboys at home, this is going to be a very very close match, and I think probably a low scoring match. So the unders might be appealing here as well. Local derby: the Broncos and the Titans at Seabus Stadium on the Gold Coast, seven thirty five tomorrow evening. And I think this is going to be the opposite. I don't think this is going to be a close one at all. No. Look, the Broncos are $1.39. The line's 7.5. I, I would say they would cover that very, very comfortably. The Titans uh, haven't been playing very well recently. and they're, they're priced, as you would imagine, at $3. I, I think the Broncos uh, get this done and get this one done quite easily. And we'll round it out with a bit of AFL. The Lions take on GWS at Manuka Oval. And that'll be a cold place. Tasmania on Saturday afternoon at one forty-five. That will be very, very, very cold. Uh, Lions are the favourite, which is no surprise. It's $1.55. Uh, GWS at $2.41. Uh, the line is 10.5. I think at $1.55. I'm comfortable to say that I think the Lions would win there, but as per normal, I say that with a little bias towards uh, the Lions. <laughs> of course. Scott, thanks for joining us this morning. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope, uh, well, I don't know. I was going to say I hope England beat the uh, the Wallabies, but I don't know. You're sort of sitting on the fence there. You don't, know. You don't mind which way it goes. You can win on one side and you get your Aussies home on the other side. Absolutely. And just one more thing I'd like to say is, uh, I know it was two days ago, but, geez, what a great win by Queensland. <laughs> I knew you'd have to get that in. <laughs> it was, and everybody's <laughs> been talking about it, and I think everyone will continue to talk about it for some time to come. Mightn't be till the, Might be until we, uh, we have the first game next year. <laughs> anyway. Absolutely. We have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, Scott. Scott Cross joining us there from CrossFit. Now, Sammy, thanks to Aquas. Queensland's best and largest stallion facility. It's time for my follow, fold or forgive, which you are welcome to add to. Okay. No, I think uh, I, I definitely agree with you with uh, that last one. It's uh, it's a jet, that. Which one? Delith. Delith. Delith, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that won on um, 
last Saturday at uh, Doom, but that's three straight. I think Chris Munn's trains going to win better races. Uh, I don't need you don't need to be any genius to work that one out. And getting a price might be tough, but it is a horse worth following. A couple of others now. Uh, on Wednesday, we saw Hassan first winning for O'Day Hoisted on debut. That was off the back of a super trial win. Again, uh, looked to be quite raw. Have a lot of improvement to come, but was far too good. So Hassan first, I think, can graduate from midweek to Saturday this time of year uh, pretty quickly. So stick with Hus. That's Hus, H-U-S-S, one word, on. Third word is first, F-I-R-S-T, of course. Now, Larrikin Rogue, one of the uh, the Rogue's horses. There's plenty of Rogue's owners around this uh, particular studio. I'm not one of them, but I wish I was. Uh, we'll run at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Race one, number four from a wide gate. I hope they run because I think the horse can still win from out there. Very impressive winning a trial on the dirt track at Eagle Farm last Friday. There were six heats. Larrikin Rowe ran the quickest time of all six. He was under a hold and he won by six and a half lengths. Very, very impressive. Uh, one of Chris Anderson's. Chris Anderson's training that one. So Larrikin Road, Hassan first, Delith are all follows. Now, there's one here. I've, cu- I've added a couple, Sam. Okay. Now, there's one horse I've added in here that you labelled a sausage last week. Yeah. Alpine Edge. Oh, <laughs> it's a grot of a horse. I think that's – I think we have to fold up on Alpine Edge. Yeah, it's a it, – it, he, he is a dead set sausage, <laughs> Alpine Edge. And, uh, but I, I'd pinned him a while ago. Uh, when I just looked – you just look at him and the way he uh, – yeah, he's. You know that his heart's not in it. I don't think. No, it does look that way. So whether he's gone for a break, I would suggest he probably has. Now, Love Sensation is a mare from the Tony Golden Stable. He used to run around in Victoria. Uh, he's had her probably for four starts. She just has no luck in her races. Last Saturday in the final race at Dooman, she was third the fence. I thought she was bolting in the run. How far this? And she just couldn't get a crack at them. When she did, it was way too late and there was no one known she was going to get to them. That was in that short, that was in that tight finish with four of them going across the line. So we'll forgive her once again, but she's becoming very, very costly is uh, is love sensation. So there's five. Larrikin Rogue, Hassan First and Delith all follows. Alpine Edge a fold. And love, love sensation, I forgive. So we've got all the Fs involved there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I tell you what, what I I I, uh, I worked on SEN track on uh, Wednesday with uh, Miles Fitzner, who is leading the charge for the Artorias um, fan club, and he put a tweet out on on Wednesday. Uh, uh, no, actually, he put when when did it run? It must have run Sunday night, did it? Yes. That's right, because I think I worked with him on Sunday as well. That's it was, and uh, he put the tweet out. I got up at one thirty in the morning and or quarter past one and watched that race uh, with the July Cup in, over at Newmarket Artorias. And and uh, anyway, uh, Milo then puts a tweet out that morning saying the horse is a star. I said, please, <laughs> will you please stop it? Uh, so Artorius, the, the one of the biggest sausages, and the <laughs> so one, of, going one, in of those, one of those horses <laughs> that gets so much publicity. It's won two races. It it's, does. It's quite amazing. It it's, goes overseas and everything. <laughs> Just two races. And 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 uh, yeah, now it's going to France for the Group One. So uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, he, he could not get on, couldn't get on the Chewy for one stride we, in the July Cup, but he, he still kicked on and ran third just to tease Milo. We might have to introduce a sausage file. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? A sausage? We'll get a sponsor. We'll get uh, who makes sausages? 
Yeah, well, one of the small goods companies can sponsor that uh, sausage file. Yeah, because well, according to you, there's a lot of sausages going around. Ah, uh, there is, there is, <laughs> and, and normally they're carrying my my bank. I tell you, so All they right. get labelled it pretty quickly. You got any tips for tomorrow? Don't tip any sausages. I tell you what, I like. I like Laprise, and uh, you can get it at about eight bucks. I think this morning, uh, race three, number nine, Laprise for the Annabelle Nisham Stable, Brody Loy. Uh, he will be one of the leading jockeys yeah. uh, in Queensland next season. Uh, I hope he does a good job with his weight and keeps his weight in check because he's a real talent, Brody, and he's riding very well. Uh, but Laprise will appreciate getting on that track. It's got a great record at the trip, and getting on the good ground uh, will be the key to it winning. All right, I'm going race nine, number eight, Burning Bell. I think can still win from that wide gate. Oh, I can't find many dangers in that race. So I'm all over Burning Bell, race nine, number eight. Race two, number nine, Champagne Pop. Good run in the wing skinnies last time out. This is no wing skinnies. That race two tomorrow, I think Champagne Pop can win. Uh, I do think Zumacon can run a race. Race three, number 10 at Eagle Farm. Eight-year-old, only had 30-odd starts, but I think he's racing in career best form. I think he'll run well, Zumacon. He won at Eagle Farm last start in the midweek, or in midweek company, should I say. So he's got uh, experience and a victory on the track. Now, I want to ask you about one. I'm going out of my lane here, Sam. Yeah. I'm going to Melbourne. I never do. Okay. But I spotted a horse the other week run on in a race, and I thought, wow, that was a good second. But I think it's a short price favourite called Squid Game. Yeah, it's a, I actually was on it, and uh, I found one in that race to, to beat it. But oh. I did look at it and think, uh, wow, Squid Game, it'll be hard to beat. Uh, so it's definitely got the hoof on the till, and the Patrick Payne stable absolutely airborne. Uh, obviously, he was an outstanding jockey and he's uh, also an outstanding trainer, but that stable is uh, definitely worth following because they're training bags of winners. Well, hopefully they can add another one tomorrow with Squid Game. Sammy, thanks for your time this morning. Great, as always, on the punters, mate, to catch up with you. We'll do it all again, same time, same place, next Friday morning. You have a great weekend. Many winners to you. Can't wait, Chris. All the best, punters.